If you've been missing the chance to see some of the bicycle world's finest builders display their work, mark your calendars for late summer 2023. That's when the Made Bicycle Show debuts, bringing together many of the best known frame builders, plenty of new and smaller builders, and a curated collection of component brands to an outdoor show in Portland, Oregon. In this interview, I talk with Made's co-founder, Billy Sinkford, about the event, how it'll differ from longtime fan favorites like NABs and Philly Bike Expo, and what we can expect as both attending media and consumers. If you've been thinking about ordering a custom bike, start saving up now and plan on being there to meet them all and find the builder that you connect with. Please welcome Billy Sinkford. Hey, Billy, welcome to the Bike Rumor Show. Hey, Tyler. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Yeah, man. So today we're going to tell people about your new made bike show, which is all about the the custom builder, the handmade bicycle builder. What's your kind of elevator pitch? Like, draw me in. Well, designed to elevate and inspire. Uh, handmade bikes are absolutely beautiful. Uh, the handmade bike culture is something that we have been a part of for well over a decade. And it's something that I'm personally passionate about. And our agency, my, my day job, Echoes Communications, we have uh, worked with uh, an untold, not untold, tons and tons of frame builders and made in the USA brands that all uh, have a hand in this. And we're really excited to, to get it going and to launch something that's a little bit new. Um, kind of breaking some of the old models that have worked great for a long period of time. But the biggest thing that we're doing is this is outside. Uh, we're going to do the whole show outside in Portland, Oregon. And I think it's just going to be far more pleasant than sitting inside a stale convention center environment. Uh, we all love riding bikes and we all love being outside. So let's come as close to to, <laughs> to that as we possibly can. That's what we're doing. Cool. Yeah. And so, you know, I think most of us are familiar with NABs, which really just, you know, had an incredible run for a long time and really sort of was for many, many years, the event for seeing custom bike builders and, you know, market forces, COVID, all these other things have kind of thrown a wrench at a lot of people's events. That one got hit pretty hard. But then, you you know, you also have events like Philly that have really just blown up and done incredible. The key difference between them, I think, you know, from the outsider looking in is that NABs would move city to city to city, which was kind of fun. You know, you got to go and, and see different areas. Philly was always stationed, obviously, in Philly, which I think gave them a little bit more of a, a foothold, made it maybe easier to grow. So there, I think there's pros and cons, but what's the, are you guys Portland for the first year and then what? Portland for the first year and Portland forever. Um, so the show will be held in Portland year over year. Um, just because it's held in Portland, Oregon does not mean that it's a North American show. We're going to be talking with media and inviting builders from all over the place. Uh, Philly Bike Expo is rad. What Bina uh, has created out there is amazing. Obviously, it's not just it's not a frame builder show. It's a consumer bicycle show. Uh, but a lot of frame builders go to it and will continue to go to it. And I think having more options to talk about custom uh, is important. So. We're thrilled with what Bina is doing and definitely don't want to step on toes and only want to elevate it. And as far as, you know, NABS is concerned, uh, absolutely love the show. And hopefully it's able to come back. We're just doing something different. And I don't think that we would honestly be able to to do our show had NABS not laid down the groundwork for this. Uh, it's simply time to try something new and bring everybody outside, bring them to Portland uh, and have a really good time. 
Yeah. I mean, putting on a show is not a small task. What made you guys <laughs> want to do this? Because you, you know, you have a PR company with plenty of clients, both in and out of the cycling space. You know, you've done that. You guys have put on kind of media focused events in the past, but you know, a bike show that's consumer facing. I mean, why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm crazy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the this was something that we were very specifically asked for by many frame builders that they wanted to see something new and. We're just in a pretty unique position where, you know, a lot of these guys are our friends um, and we worked with a lot of them before and we have the ability to bring the media and the builders into the room together. It's a consumer facing show for sure, but there's a huge emphasis on media and getting the word out about custom and handmade. Um, so we're going to be inviting tons and tons of outlets to come and enjoy the show with us. And then outlets that can't attend will be given, you know, amazing assets so that they can share that stuff with their readers. Um, it's definitely a big undertaking and this is my first trade show. So I'm sure that, uh, we'll have to overcome some roadblocks and some hurdles, but, um, I don't know. We're thrilled. We're thrilled to do it. And we're, we're happy that we're in a position that we're actually able to, to pull this thing together and to put it on for the builders. Yeah. Well, you got a little bit of time. I mean, we're talking in at the very end of August, 2022 and the first events, not until maybe August or September of 2023. So you, you have a little bit of road runway to uh, figure stuff out, huh? Yeah, we've got some time. <laughs> I think that time will, uh, as it always does with everything, will disappear underneath our, our feet pretty quickly. But um, we've already got a lot of the building blocks and basics figured out. And, absolutely overwhelming amount of interest from the builder community we have 170 plus uh builders and and kind of like-minded brands that have already either pre-registered or expressed extreme interest in the show so with that in and of itself it just makes our job a lot easier we're not going around chasing anybody people are really excited about this opportunity uh and i guess another big thing to mention is a lot of this you know the builder a, a frame builder is generally somebody that's working by themselves, right? They don't necessarily have a ton of marketing money and any time that they're not spending at the bench is time that they're not building a bike for the customer. Um, to try to have this be as inclusive as possible and to show the entire builder community, not just the brands that are big enough to pop up a 10 by 10 tent or a 20 by 20, we're going to be offering free booth space to builders of a certain size, and we've got bike flights on board, and they are going to help subsidize and offset some of the shipping costs. So for a small one-person shop, this is now something that's attainable and achievable, and will make it something that they have the opportunity to be a part of, whereas before going to a trade show, no matter what that trade show was, simply wasn't in the cards for them because of the, the cost and the time and other things. So we're trying to remove as many of those roadblocks and barriers as possible so that when people come to this show, they're seeing the entire handmade market, not just uh, not just the larger brands. So that that, I think, is a pretty cool thing that we're doing. Yeah, that is cool. I guess maybe time, yeah, like what was the, the strategy behind the timing of it for you know, August, September? Is that like in the business cycle of, because I know like shows in the past that have tried to, in, like retail industry shows during the summer never did very well because that's like the bike shop's busiest time of year, right? Like they don't want to leave the shop to go to some conference or something when they're super slammed at the stores. I think we've got a little bit more leeway there because there's going to be, you know, there's not going to be, this is not interbike, right? Where people are coming to 
do their pre-orders and things like that for the following year. It's consumer-facing and media-facing. Putting it at the very end of summer puts us in a pretty good position. You know, I enjoy my summer. I'm sure you do too. Everybody's got kids and families and wants to go on vacation. So putting it as people are settling back into life in a rhythm uh, makes sense. And also that time of year in Portland uh, is absolutely beautiful. You know, outside right now, it's 85 degrees and sunny. We have this weird kind of end of summer, amazing weather window at the end of August and September. So I think that is uh, the weather is uh, is what is dictating the dates because we want everybody to show up and enjoy the sunshine, be outside and really see the best of what Portland has to offer. We'll be doing, you know, the actual show at the venue, but there are also going to be events at Speedwagon and Chris King and Breadwinner. Uh, so hopefully people are kind of trucking around and maybe even using our, our local bike share, bike town and other things to get around and check out the city. Um, so it should be really, really nice during that time period. Very cool. Yeah, I was going to say outside in Portland is a bit of a gamble for a show. <laughs> or it could <laughs> well, be, I guess. It's a bit of a gamble almost throughout the year, but we really have two or three months where the weather is fantastic here. So we're just positioning the show around that time frame and also trying to be respectful of everybody's time, allow everybody to enjoy their summer um, and give builders more time to, you know, create and fabricate what they're going to bring to the show and show up best dressed. Cool. So the um, you made a distinction between philly calling it kind of like a consumer bicycle show that's or i forget how you worded it but and also you and i've talked a little bit prior to this i get the impression that you guys are going to be focused specifically on the handmade builder and not really bringing on component brands and you know accessory brands and all the other stuff that you see at like nabs and philly where you know you'd get you know, like rickshaw or I, i'm totally spaced on names you know shimano and sram would show up boyd wheels etc cetera, etc cetera. Are you guys going to have like all the people or is it literally just builders? I've been saying this as kind of the tagline, but let's build something better together. I think as long as the brand makes sense surrounding the custom market, then we want to have everybody there. Shimano, SRAM, Campagnolo, wheel companies, bag manufacturers, all that stuff. Our focus first is on the builder, but we do want to make sure that, you know, there's far fewer opportunities for brands to get and to show their stuff to the consumer. And I think this is going to be a great way for people to do it. Um, so as long as folks are actively or interested in supporting the builder community, I think that there's certainly a home for them at made. So we'll be opening that up to once we officially open registration at the end of September this year, we will definitely be in conversations with some of the larger brands in the cycling industry, um, to, to really show the whole industry, um, and show what's going on the bikes as well as the bikes themselves. Right. Cool. So offering free booth space does not seem like a very good business model. Um, <laughs> how are you guys going to make money on this? Oh, that's a great question, Tyler. Or are you? Um, I think, well, free booth space is for builders of a certain size, right? So if you're a larger frame manufacturer, you know, the free booth space will be enough space to show a bike and to put up your signage and banners, but you're not going to get a free 10 by 10 tent. So if you are a Curtis Inglis or a Moots or a Speedwagon and you want to show more than one bike, there is going to be a cost for that. Uh, we're going to subsidize that cost as much as possible. So it'll be less expensive than other trade shows, but there will be a cost to it. But yeah, this is uh, more about supporting the community than it is about driving revenue. I mean, hopefully we'll make a little bit of money, but really it's about being able to give back to the community that's given so much to us and to me personally and to my business partner, Rob, um, 
you know, we love custom, we love handmade. Almost every bike that I have is a, a handmade or a custom bike and fortunate enough to have the opportunity to have those things. And we want, we really want to try to give back to the community as much as possible. So a little bit of loss in revenue uh, is acceptable because it's going to allow us to bring everybody, everybody can come to the party. All right. Speaking of party, you guys do a pretty good job of throwing one because you always have like a nice little booth, you know, or a pavilion at Sea Otter that we hang out at and, you know, drink music, DJ and all that stuff. What's the, you know, beyond bikes, like what's going to go on here? Why would somebody want to come? Well, I think for the consumer, one that, you know, Portland has a really, really vibrant and large cycling culture. Uh, And hopefully people are going to come from all across the country and all across the globe for this. Uh, There will be events in the evening for sure. Uh, Still kind of dialing in what that's going to look like. But we as an agency do like to throw a party and we will throw our weight behind it. Um, But hopefully the builders and brands also want to be involved and and do stuff as well. So this is really an open door and let's figure it out together so that we have the best possible party and evening planned. There will be a couple days with the trade show. So it'll be open to the public over the weekend. And a couple days prior to that, we're going to request and ask that builders come in early and bring their bikes. And folks such as yourself and other media outlets will also be invited during that time. The builders. And I mean, we want it as well. Part of the show is get to see your friends and hang out and talk with other frame builders, exchange tips, all that kind of stuff. And for the media to be able to actually document these bikes and meet with the builders so that you've got great content to share with your readers. We're going to do that. So in the evenings there, there will also be industry centric stuff that will take place at Breadwinner and Speedwagon, Chris King, probably some other places. Um, so everybody really gets to hang out and we get that community vibe. I think that's super important. And, you know, putting on a trade show is a lot of work. The fun of it is everybody getting to hang out and uh, slap high fives and exchange stories. So we want to make sure that there's a lot of space for that, too. Yeah, I'd agree 100 percent. I mean, from coming at it from the media side or the you know the brand side, you know, I don't think the average consumer sees that when they go to Sea Otter, they're there to have fun and high five and party and ride their bikes and everything else. And for the rest of it, like it's a lot of work. So that is <laughs> it's the highlight is for me most of the time it's just seeing everybody again and getting that getting the high five and hang out, you know, the FaceTime with all the brands and then after hours just having some beers and stuff. So I like that plan a lot. So I would add for any brands listening that are going to come and exhibit too, you know, as far as the after the after hours festivities or even during hours festivities, right? Like the activations is what helps set you apart. You know, like, are you guys trying to help the brands figure out how to do something more than just pop a bike on a table and stand around? Absolutely. I guess I can dive. We're not fully opening registration up until September, but I can kind of let you peek behind the curtain a little bit. And, uh, you know, we're already sending out emails to builders and we've got folks with their interests and we kind of have two programs right now. Um, and this will end up, you know, there will only be one for the brands because brands are going to have to pay for their space to support the builder community. Um, so there's no freebies on the brand side that is specifically for small builders. But for the builders, we have two programs and one is a stock. I kind of like these words that we're using, but a stock program and then a custom program. And the stock program is where you get your free space. Uh, you get to show up, put your banner up. Um, that's not going to be everybody lumped together um all of those spaces are going to be you know moved throughout the show um but that stock program is this is what you get 
but you also get access to all of those days beforehand with the media. And it's just simply the size of what you're given and puts you in the stock program. Once you come into the custom program, that's where you kind of get the keys to the candy shop. And if brands want to do something cool and do something interesting, we are all ears and we will absolutely suggest all of those things um, and kind of weigh in with our input to it. But we want it to be, this is not taking place in a trade show hall. You know, we want this to be fun outside. Um, and if you're a brand of a certain size, if you're, you know, a Moots or a retro tech, you can bring eight, 10 bikes and we're going to be outside consumer can give the builder an id and then go ride a bike and check it out it will not necessarily be made to measure for that particular person but they can at least get a feel for what the ride quality of that particular builder is like when somebody's buying a custom bike a lot of times they're buying it because they connect personally with the builder they like their ethos they like their style of building so coming to the show you're coming to the show to interview likely a short list of people that you would like to build your bike uh, and to be able to deepen that a little bit further and maybe even go for a short bike ride with the builder and certainly throw your leg over their bike if they've got more than one. I think that's a really cool opportunity um, for somebody to get a little bit further into the process and to get a chance to not only touch, but to, to ride uh, the builder's creation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like that you're mixing around because I remember, you know, when Interbike was still a thing, they would lump like the startups, you know, like the new, the new brands and stuff into like a corner somewhere. And it was usually the darkest, dankest corner of the trade show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you just didn't even want to go there. And I felt bad for these people who come in there with this, some fresh idea or whatever. But yeah, when you, when you kind of mix and match, it makes it easier for smaller guys and girls to get discovered. So that's pretty cool. Man, that's, I, I mean, it's a cool concept. I'm digging it. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all comes together and, of course, to be in there. So what else should people know as they're starting to plan, both from the brand side and the consumer side? From the consumer side, please come. We'll be announcing the venue and dates. We're in talks with multiple private venues as well as with the city of Portland. So we'll have an amazing venue. We're just trying to make sure that we're choosing the right one. Um, but we want everybody to come from all over. There's plenty of great places to stay. For the builders and brands, please come and come early, <laughs> stay late, uh, hang out and check out Portland. And I think the consumer facing days are going to be super fun and we'll have a great time. I am personally looking forward to the days beforehand and being able, you know, I'm a photographer a little bit as well. And I look forward to being able to document some of these bikes and to have them already be outside. Um, so you're going to have a much better backdrop than trying to shoot it inside of a trade show. Um, and we'll all get a chance to hang out together for a couple of days. And, you know, I love the sea otter. Absolutely love it. Um, as you know, we go really big there. We're the only PR firm that exhibits at the show. And we have that closed off and it's just for the media. And we're there to make sure that you guys have a good time and have space where, uh, where you can do your thing without being bothered. Um, we just absolutely love being out, um, engaging with people and showing them the beauty of custom bikes. I mean, in this day and age, there's so many great bikes out there, without a doubt, right? And a lot of the bigger brands are producing absolutely amazing stuff. If you look at the price point, a top-of-the-line bike from one of the larger manufacturers is actually priced very, very similar to what you would get if you get a custom bike built for you. Um, as long as you're willing to wait six to eight weeks to get it, you can get something that was made to measure that's going to enhance your ride 
far more than a stock bike will in most cases. And we want to share that message with the world. The handmade market doesn't get a ton of opportunities to show that. And I think, um, you know, more and more people are getting on bikes and we want to make sure they understand the experience holistically and they have as many options as possible. And that's it. This is going to be super exciting. We're, we're really pretty pumped about it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I, actually, when you mentioned photography, I'll give for the brands listening or the builders, one more little tip is think about it from a photographer's standpoint when you're setting up your booth, because there's a lot of booths that we go to when you have, you know, even if you've just got like three or four bikes in there, sometimes it's just, it makes it really difficult to shoot any one bike. And, you know, we don't always have time to take one bike out at a time and find a special place where it's a beautiful backdrop and do that. Cause you know, especially if you've got hundred plus booths or whatever, from a time management standpoint, from the media side, sometimes we're just running gun shooting. So if you can set your booth up so that, you know, at least your, your highlight bikes have a clean background or a clean backdrop and they can be photoed well, you know, without a lot of backlighting, cause that tends to not work very well. <laughs> yeah. Just, just something to keep in mind because it's obviously the easier it is for us to make your bikes look good, the better we make your bikes look, you know, in our coverage and stuff. So. Absolutely. That's a really, really good point, Tyler. And we will be doing, I, I had a very, very long talk with uh, Richard Sachs yesterday, which was quite amazing. Did you tell him to start making disc brake bikes? <laughs> <laughs> Richard does what Richard does, and Richard yes, does, does it really, really well. I think we're going to have little powwows and huddles with all the brands and the builders as they come. And again, those days beforehand are really important, right? Because those are the days where you will have time to go ahead and grab a bike and take it somewhere beautiful and maybe even go ride it as well and be able to do, you know, a bike groomer first look at a particular builder's new model or whatever that is. Um, we were talking a lot about, and this has happened at a lot of different trade shows, but there's a lot of seminars and things like that. And we're, I remember I've actually thrown thrown a few at handmade shows in the past myself uh, through one on how to talk to the media. Um, and they they simply were not well attended because they're in the middle of the trade show and the builder needs to be at their booth. So if you're going to do something that's going to hopefully inspire and inform and maybe help elevate it, you know, Carl Strong used to do the the business of, of handmade and how to, actually, <laughs> how to actually make money off of this. And it's not just, you know, a lot of these guys are are artists first and then running a business is not their you know not their forte so any tips that they can get so in year one we're we're not going to do formal seminars we'll have those days beforehand but certainly every morning beforehand we're going to try to do a little huddle up with everybody and give tips um so that everybody knows how to best display themselves um what to look for who's got a media badge on what it looks like so they can come grab you and drag you into the booth and and talk talk about what they're doing um so we look forward to all of that as well and hopefully people walk away from this one with amazing imagery of their bikes so that they can use that um, to help promote themselves and show everybody what they're doing um we want everybody to walk away feeling a little bit empowered and like they got something out of it um and i guess another major point is in in past handmade shows there's been this huge emphasis on getting a deposit, right? Did you get a deposit at the show? And a lot of the builders, some of whom are, you know, again, we're talking about artists here. These are not necessarily folks that are super in touch with the internet or anything digital. Um, we really hope that people are putting down deposits and buying bikes, but the goal and the fact that we have our PR firm working in tandem with this is that we'll be able to tell builder stories 
year round and kind of shine a light on them all the time instead of just having it be around those days. Um, so it's no longer about the deposit. This is about showing folks that handmade is an option for them and making sure that they know about it. Um, and we can reach a lot more people digitally than we will be able to with the thousands of folks that come to the show. So we want to make sure that this is pushed, pushed out to as many folks as humanly possible throughout the year. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thanks for sharing the news and, you know, obviously stay tuned to bike rumor to keep up with major updates, but for people who just want to check it out or follow you guys on social, what's the, what's the URL? What's the handles? Yeah, pretty simple. We've got a pretty cool URL made.bike. So you can check us out there and we've got the website up and running. That website will morph in the next little bit. And we are actually going to be creating a really, really deep website. URL will remain the same, but every builder is going to have their own page and be able to upload photography and a little bio about them and how to contact them. So it can be a little second digital home for them. And hopefully for the consumer, it can be a place where they're able to look through all of these different builders work and decide who they want, you know, Right now, you'd have to go to a bunch of different websites to figure out who you want to make your bike. So hopefully this can be, to some extent, uh, a digital home for people and a, a resource for them to come and look at what custom looks like and who's doing what. Um, so made.bike is the website. Um, and then on Instagram, we're at made.bike. Please follow along. We'll be, we'll be sharing builder photography and keeping the stoke alive all year long. So yeah, check us out and give us a follow. Look forward to seeing you over there. Awesome, Billy. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks a lot, Tyler. We really appreciate it. If you like this episode and have a product or tech you're curious about, head over to bikerumor.com slash podcast and fill in the form to submit your idea. You'll also find links and photos for this episode there, plus a link to this and every other episode we've ever recorded. If you really like this and want more, hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and leave us a rating and review. That's the grease that keeps our wheels spinning over here in podcast land and it helps us keep getting amazing guests for you. You can find us on social. We're at Bike Rumor on all the things. And if you like random entrepreneurship, NFT, Web3, cycling stuff, you'll find me at Tyler Benedict on all the social channels. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep the rubber side down.